I've said this before, but I want to reiterate it this morning, that truth is to be applied forward. I have seen and witnessed, and maybe you have also, that, that sometimes you'll come to church and, you know, the preacher will preach or somebody will say something and there's a conviction that sets in and, you know, and there's a, there's a, there, there's a insight and a mirror that comes and all of a sudden we find ourselves coming up short and rather than taking the truth and saying, you know what, I can start this. They leave discouraged and despondent because they haven't done it in the past. And that's not the objective. That's not the purpose of it. You know, is for you to just feel bad about your past. It's to help you so that you can feel good about your future. So truth is to be applied forward. When you found out you were a sinner, no sense in going home being a sinner and spend the next time that, you know, aware of your sins. You want to go ahead and spend the rest of the day and the days forward that there's forgiveness for your sins. Apply it forward. The word is a lamp unto my feet. Thank you, Doug, so much. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Hallelujah. So we discover and we apply. Today is for discovery. Tomorrow is for application. Thank the Lord. So, Father, we thank you this morning that our tomorrows are made not to lament over God, but to grow and to increase. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to try and marry, as it were, this morning, a two themes from Scripture. That is the judgment seat of Christ and a bride prepared. I'll ask my man to give us our scriptures. You can see where some of our reference points are. And I kind of like this one. And I can get really excited about it. But, uh, and I might. Well, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and the trump of God of the dead in Christ is going to rise first. I know, I, re- here's, I remember someone telling me that he knew for sure that their church was going up first because it was definitely dead. <laughs> well, I don't think that was the dead that they were talking about, but... And then First Corinthians says, Behold, I tell you, mister, I show you, mister, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, and at the last trump, for the trumpet will sound the dead, it will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. It's an amazing thing. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. There's a lot that's going to go on, let me tell you. 
lot that's going to go on. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. Everybody say made. Made herself ready. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I've laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so, yet so as through fire or as pulling out of fire. Second Peter, but for this reason, very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, virtue, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness. To godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble." For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. An abundance of entrance. Spirituality is a decision. Add to your faith. Spirituality is a decision. Our passage of Scripture referenced a bride prepared. It references servants or serving that's rewarded. So the question would be, how are you doing in your bridal preparation? And what kind of material are you using in your building? Now, there are some beautiful passages there, and yet there are some alarming ones, too. Reward or no reward? Burned up or not burned up? How many would like to... Know how not to get your building and work built burned up. 
Nobody wants to come to the threshold and the end of things and, you know, and discover that they've been using the wrong material all the time. Want to find out how to build with the right material. It says, for we must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ that we might receive according to what we have done in the body. Regeneration is by faith, but evaluation is by works. We live in a time when, you know, the misconception and somehow the muddling and that, that somehow works is, you know, it, it, it's, we just have to do away with it because, you know, it doesn't fit. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not works lest any man should boast. So very true. So very true. Your works cannot get you more saved. But your works sure can enhance your spirituality. It says that He's going to come, he shall descend. He shows us the mystery. The marriage of the Lamb has come, and the bride has made herself ready. If any man works indoors, he will receive a reward. The rapture, number one, is presented as an encouraging hope. Jesus said in John chapter 14, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, for in my Father's house are many mansions. And if we're not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. So he said it's an encouraging hope. The coming of Jesus Christ is not designed to be a threat. It's designed to be an expectation. It's designed to give you, you know, a, a, a you know, good outlook, a reason for living. Some of the comforting hope that's going to happen is, number one, you're going to get to see your loved ones. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. And we was live and remain going to be caught up together to meet them in the air, and not knowing all the details of that, of course, it's quite a family reunion. The Bible says that in Scripture that you will see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they're just, you know, sitting up there. Well, we're not just going... Because of the reunion, but it's not a bad anticipation. Whether it's your mother, father, whether it's, uh, you know, wife, brother, sister, whether it's, you know, 
someone very dear to you, uh, you're going to see loved ones who have died. And it's also the end of earthly problems. Now, I just, you know, he could come as far as I'm concerned as the way the political system is. But I'm still here, but I have hope. But then he also says that we're forever going to be with the Lord. It's in the lifetime eternal reunion. So it's a comforting hope. It's not only a comforting hope. The scripture says that it's also to be a purifying hope. A purifying hope. Beloved, now are we the children of God, and does not yet appear we shall be like, but when he appears we shall be like him. Then he goes on to say that everyone has this hope in him, purifies himself just as he is pure. An anticipation, an expectation, a preparation. Everyone that is looking forward to seeing Jesus, he says, is going to go ahead and, you know, monitor their life. See, hope, and a good hope, has a, has a way of purifying our hearts. It's preparing because you're looking forward to something. You're looking forward to it. Invariably, it's on a, if you're looking forward to something that's on an elevated platform. There are certain occasions in our life that when we're, the meeting's going to take place that we go to some extent to get ready for it. The girls visit the beauty shop. The man, he'll go to the men's clothing store. I don't think we hardly ever get our hair done, but... <laughs> But we do, you know, try to prepare ourselves and dress ourselves for a particular occasion. It's the hope of seeing Jesus, and it's the hope of of being with him, and it's the hope of being like him, where we shall be changed. It begins to stir in us. Those things that would help the meeting and those things that would blemish the meeting. It's where it goes beyond us. We're not looking to see us. We're looking to see Whoever it is, the anticipation of the celebration is for 
This hope purifies us because it begins to raise our mind. So we begin to think heavenly things. We go from carnal thinking to spiritual thinking, from earthly joys to heavenly joys. I don't know where the coming of the Lord sets in your thinking this morning, but I know that the Scripture says, and and then I learned from my parents that the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ was a real, you know, forethought, up-to-date something on their mind all the time. Fact is, Scripture says that they would, and Paul writes in some of his writings, that the concluding departure word was Maranatha. The Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. The parable of the Virgins, the five wise and the five foolish. It says that there was an announcement. It said that the bridegroom is on its way. And there was some, you know, hustling around and, you know, real purpose and effort to prepare and get themselves ready. When he says this hope purifies us, he's saying, by fixing our eye on the holy, the harmless, and the undefiled Jesus Christ. Looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, begins to affect our affections because the things are above. A purifying hope. When Jesus comes, how many believe he's coming? When Jesus comes, and the thought of his coming is supposed to be comforting, it's supposed to be purifying, but what will take place there is also, it is a Recognizing time, recognizing hope. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That each one may receive the things done in his body. According to what he has done, whether good or evil. These are the people in heaven. (laughs) And it's still good or evil. (sighs) Do you see what salvation gets you? And then what it doesn't get you? (coughs) 
We don't want to fireproof our work. You want to fireproof your life. Apply truth forward. We look at how how do we fireproof our life? You remember the story of the three little pigs? It's a good story right there. Good application. Sticks, straws, and brick. I mean, it's not perfect, but gives you a little bit of insight. Gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, and stubble. They all ended up building something. They all invested their life. I thank God for investment, but... I want to fireproof my work. So it's an evaluating event, an evaluating hope. If any man work stands the fire test, he will receive a reward. Yes, Christ is the foundation, but God the Father is the building inspector. This judgment is not concerned with salvation, but whether one has in Christian life has included things of eternal value in God's sight. It does not deal with the sins that with sins, but it deals with service. Gold is what is done for the glory of God. Silver is the medal of redemption and speaks of soul winning. Precious stones speak of work that reflects the glory of God and that has eternal value. Wood, hay, and stubble, of course, is things of value by the world's standards, but not with the kingdom of God in mind. Spurgeon said this. He said, there are no crowns There are no crown wearers in heaven who were not cross bearers on earth. If any man will follow me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. I know that's still in the Bible. Spirituality is a choice.
choice. John chapter 15, it says, Jesus said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. Talking to his disciples. Just really hanging close to Jesus. <laughs> right, church? That's what he's saying. You really got to hang close to Jesus. In the parable of the of the virgins, it was the lack of oil which is representative of the Holy Spirit in our lives, which makes our life effectual. It wasn't their virginness. Did you hear that? It wasn't. They were all virgins. They all have been cleansed. So yeah, that's sobering. Peter said, some people are going to, you know, really have a great entrance. Some people are going to have tears and some people are going to have triumph. What? And God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. What causes the tears? Sorrow is taken away. He has to do a supernatural thing. The last shall be first, and the first shall be last. Boy, heaven is going to be an awakening day, isn't it? But you know, the Apostle Paul wrote his own epitaph. I don't think he was a pride guy. I don't think he was out of character. I don't think he was out of order. think he could evaluate his life. He said, I've fought a good fight. I've finished the course. I've kept the faith. I mean, man, was he challenged on every side, wasn't he? Was he hindered and tried to be prevented? Absolutely. I'm now ready to, to call it quits with this life because I've done it all. Jesus, 
on the cross cried, hallelujah, it's finished. Everything that was required of me and was expected of me, I have done. Says no man takes my life from me, and even though they're trying, used every effort they could, but he said, I lay it down. It's it's complete. Making it count starts with principle, not methods. Principle. Methods change, but principles never do. And the foundation of principle is truth. They always have a meaning and they always have an application. In every situation, you can take principle. Right principle, obviously. And apply it. It'll always come out as satisfactory as far as God is concerned. Principle. See, when you build with principles, you'll always be up to date and in step, no matter what God is doing. He or she is a principled person. One of the principles of the kingdom is to love God and love people. Matthew chapter 5 is the Beatitudes, which are principles of the kingdom. Blessed is the man that holds up under trials and temptations. Blessed are the peacemakers. Are you an irritator or a peacemaker? We're so concerned about making of ministry that we forget about the making of man. And God always makes the man before he makes the ministry. And both men and ministries will be evaluated on principles. That is the principle that motivated them. Have I not... cast out the demons and have I not healed the sick have I not done all these powerful things and he says I just don't have a relationship with you I I, I never had a relationship with you I I never knew you the word knew is you know what I mean It, it gets into closeness regular fellowship regular time with you And so we want to build with the 
Not wood, hay, and stubble, because wood, hay, and stubble you can pick up anywhere. But if you're going to have, you know, gold, silver, and stone, you're going to have to dig for it. There's going to be some effort that's going to put in, be put in, into uh, your building and the material that you're using. He's not talking about, you know, the natural gold that we have and the silver, you know, and the precious stones. I don't have any on this morning. <laughs> I have one at home, a precious stone. It signifies something. It speaks of something. Never, never worry about and God is making the man before he makes the ministry. Because that's what he does. In character, it's the foundation. Apart from character, it's just religious activity. Religious business. Jan and I have been talking. She was talking to me and she said, you know, she said, honey, I was, she'd been listening to some tapes, you know. She wasn't listening to me. She was listening to somebody else. (laughs) I don't care if anybody listens to you just as long as they get the message, okay? She said, you know, I've been evaluating it. I've been evaluating the things that I've been doing, you know, what is what what is what is my heart in how is my heart in this? And she won't mind you telling me because I've been doing the same thing, so I've discovered a few things. And so she began to, you know, apply truth forward. Nothing was really changing, and nothing's really changing but just her heart. The angle. What's the, what's the real character? Character really takes time. And that's hard for Americans. It took 13 years for Joseph. Moses is really slow. 80 years. Paul is, takes three years. The material that we that helps us to make sure we have the right material as we're concerned about the individual and not the crowd. Crowds are great. But Jesus ministered to the famous and the anonymous. He ministered to Nicodemus. Then he ministered to the ten lepers. The famous 
Herrn, the Anonymous. This will not be new to you, but we know that love is absolutely premium. Love. Love, you know, makes a servant put others first. Others first. Love prevents leaders from becoming dictators. Love. Jonah ministered without love. Jonah ministered without love. The elder brother, excuse me, labored dutifully, but had no love. My, how can we Make sure that it's fireproof. Let love, he says, be without false pretense. Both men, both Jonah and the elder brother, accomplished their work but they missed the blessing. Accomplished their work, but missed the blessing. According to Scripture, that apart from love, the gifts become weapons and not tools. There's too many sober faces in here this morning. (laughs) The judgment seat of Christ, God's going to evaluate. Wouldn't you want to evaluate now before you get there? And you have no time to correct anything? To adjust anything? You have no time to take inventory? And now today you can take inventory. The last eight months has been an inventory time for my life. I think God arranged it. I was too busy. Working that I couldn't go ahead and pay attention. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I needed some lion time. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. I know that doesn't fit with a lot of, you know, theologies, but... 
he says that without love, gifts exalt the man, but do not edify the church. And don't take this one wrong. Love builds bridges and not walls. Because we're not in a, trying to defend our borders. We're trying to expand our borders. Somebody give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. If you're defending your borders, walls are good. But if you're, just, if you're trying to expand your borders, walls are no good. You sit and you eat with sinners. How unspiritual is that? Oh my goodness, look what time it is. Ask my musicians to come, I, I, I apologize. I do, I apologize. It says in the passage of scripture that the bride has made herself ready. This is a whole subject and story in itself, but, but let me wrap it up with this. She prepared herself for the bridegroom. I don't know what your theology is this morning, but, you know, my theology is, and what I believe Scripture shows is that everybody that's in the rapture is not in the ceremony. Everybody that's in the rapture is not in the ceremony. The wise, the virgins, it says the door was shut. The door to what? The door to the ceremony. The ceremony. You can't get to heaven and get cast out of heaven. The devil is the only one that was in heaven and got cast out along with his angels. If you don't believe that, that's fine. Just prepare. The bride has made herself ready. If you want to see a picture of a bride making herself ready, you got to go to the book of Esther. And it's laid out very perfectly. How that under the auspices of the Holy Spirit, which was is representative of the servant that she was given, and she makes her time of purification 
in preparation for the day that she's going to walk in to the king and she's going to become his bride. Bible says that when God made Eve, he made someone that was suitable for him. In a Jewish wedding, it's totally different than ours. Everybody is not invited or gets to go to the ceremony. a very large group gets to go to the reception. The reception. Oh. Many are called, but few are chosen. It's always been associated with the world. can be applicable there but I think it has to do with more they were all called to the ceremony but preparation is essential it says in Ephesians that he might present to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing know that wrinkles take time wrinkles take pressure to build up to build up in the fabric it takes time and pressure they're deep ingrained habit patterns They interfere with the regal flow of the garment. Say, I want a bride that's without wrinkles. There's no, there's no interference with the flow. Don't break up the lines. It doesn't mess up the dress without spots. Well. When you play with the world long enough, you'll start to have soil and that interaction in your soul gets in the way of purity. Stand with me. I know we're supposed to be quitting, but I'm saved and I know that I'm saved. I'm not trying to get saved and I'm not trying to stay saved. I'm trying to build with gold and silver and precious stone. Hallelujah. Don, you got to shut up. Then, of course, blemishes. You know what a blemish is? 
It's when the fabric all of a sudden has a run or something in it. There's a blemish in it and they generally are on the sale rack because somebody has discovered there's a blemish in it. I didn't write it, he did. Said, I want a bride that's without blemish and without anything like, like that. No contamination of the world upon her. For we must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account. Give an account of basically the building material. The building material. Not the building, the building material. Give the Lord a praise this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Our callings are different. You know what I mean? But nobody gets, you know, a bypass or what do they call it? To go quickly to go. <laughs> go past go or whatever. You can tell I don't play games anymore. Be not soon shaken in mind. God's not going to be shaken. But sometimes we are shaken. He tells us not to be. Praise the Lord. So I want to encourage you this morning. You know, do good works. Do good works because you're so in love with Jesus Christ. You're so grateful, you know what I mean, for eternal salvation. Praise God. You're not going to shortcut, you know what I mean, and take the easy route and the easy way, you know. You know. You want to do that which can stand the gla- graze, glaze, rather, the glare, I guess, <laughs> of the master. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of a trumpet and an archangel. Praise God. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Even so come, Lord Jesus, because I'm ready. Amen. Adjustment and inventory. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We dismiss this people with your grace and your glory. Hallelujah. Father, and for our preparation. In Jesus' name, amen. Go with God. He'll go with you.